What is up, everybody? Woo, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, comparison, comparison, comparison. Wow. Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready for this one? If you listen to me in the car, I hope that you are ready. And if you listen to me while you're in the gym or you're taking a shower and you're getting yourself ready, I hope you are pumped up and you are listening to this. I know that this podcast was meant for someone somewhere, wherever you are, this is for you. And if you're like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy, then just know that that is how important you are to God, where he uses other people and speaks through them to get you to listen. So there is no mistake that you're here today. You are here for a reason to listen to this about comparison. Now, sometimes we don't feel like we have a comparison problem and we think, no, I'm good. I don't care what people think about me. Do you really not care what people think about you? I want you to start paying more attention to your thoughts today because what we think determines how we feel. How we feel determines the actions that we take. And our actions determine our results. So it all starts with what you're thinking about because that will tell you how you're going to feel. I love the quote, you're not tired, you're uninspired. It's like literally my two favorite quotes is you're not tired, you're uninspired and you weren't just born to pay bills and die. Two quotes have changed my life. I have them written down in several places, but it's true that you're not tired. Right now, I want you to check in and think about how you're feeling. What emotions do you feel right now? Are you in a bad mood? Are you irritated? Are you happy? Are you content? Are you listening to this podcast because you're like, man, I just need to pick me up. Or are you listening to this because you're like, oh, I need more. I'm so fired up. There's two types of people that are listening. So do an emotion check real quick. If your emotions are positive emotions, you're happy, you're content, you're joyful, you're excited, you're optimistic, you're energetic, then you're probably thinking pretty happy thoughts. You're probably thinking, I'm so excited. I can't wait. This is awesome. Yes, I feel so good. If you're thinking negative thoughts and you're driving right now and you're thinking, I feel like crap. I'm so tired. I hate this stupid job. I don't have any money for that bill. I'm probably going to fight with so-and-so when I get home. And if this is what you're thinking, then you're probably experiencing those negative emotions at the same time. And you're feeling down and you're feeling depressed and you're feeling anxious and worried and riddled with fear. It's what we're thinking determines our emotions. So the next time your emotions dip, which we're human, we were created to experience emotion. Emotion is not bad in any way. But the next time your emotions dip down, I want you to do a mental health check. Where are my thoughts? I listen to so many podcasts and so many sermons and so many books on audio so often because I can't leave my brain alone and trust it to be okay. It's like Skylar is my youngest. She's two and a half. And we just got to the point where we can trust her to leave her in a room by herself. Like she can go in her room and I know that there's nothing in there that she's going to be doing because she knows better to a certain extent. When she was one, I couldn't leave her in there because she would take the little Barbie shoe and shove it up her nose. You know, like you couldn't leave them there. I can't leave my brain alone unchaperoned because I am a very naturally negative person. And if you're negative, to all you negative Nancy's out there, holla at your girl, because we are the same. 
and there's hope for you. <laughs> there's hope for us. We can rewire our brain. There's a book. I'm going to give you a ton of book ideas throughout all my podcast episodes. So my tip to you is to start a note section in your phone where you can put books and you can just put all the books in there that I recommend or that you hear other people recommend. And my tip is to listen to them on audio while you drive, while you take a shower, while you work out at the gym, while you fold laundry, cook dinner, whatever you're doing that's pretty mindless where you're not really supposed to be listening to a kid right now, or you're not supposed to be doing something else where you can just listen to this book. Like you probably don't need to remind yourself like, okay, take the shirt, fold it in half, fold it in half again. I need to find the matching socks. That's something that you can do literally mindless. Now, what I don't want you to do is try to multitask reading with other things. So if you're someone that as you start cleaning your house, you're not going to be able to listen to your book because your mind is going to go other places, then don't pick that time to listen to your books. And if you're someone who, while you're driving, it doesn't work for you, then don't multitask that with driving. I never in any way, shape or form, am going to tell you to sacrifice time with your family to do anything. So if you have a really awesome moment where you can be with your kids, like right when they get out of school and you're picking them up, don't have that be a time where you're listening to your book, have that time where you're talking to your child, but it doesn't mean that you can't ever listen to your books in front of them because you should. My kids grew up knowing that I listened to books on audio. So what do my kids do now? They listen to books on audio and of course they read. So don't go and mom shame me, but they also listen to a lot of things on audio too. And that's amazing. That's how I've learned almost every single thing. So the more you put and download into your brain, AKA your computer, that's what you're going to get. If you have a virus in there and you have stinking thinking, as my pastor, Pastor Angelo says, then you need to replace that and rewire and re-download better software into your hard drive. So the more you put in, you're going to keep because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if the person you're spending time with is negative and they're talking crap about their husband and they're talking about their aunt Sally and they're talking crap about their cousin so-and-so and did you see her and what did she do? I guarantee you after spending time with that, that friend or that person, after a very small amount of time, you're going to start acting like that person. If you hang out with a gossip, you're going to start gossiping. If you hang out with someone who's all about drama, you're going to start being brought into the drama. If you hang out with someone who's worried about money, you're going to start to be worried about money. If you hang out with someone who isn't strong in their faith and they bash their religion or they bash other people's belief, or they don't prioritize their faith, then you probably will start to not prioritize your faith or not be as strong in your faith as you were. If you talk to someone who swears and has a dirty mouth, that's probably how you're going to talk. And don't tell me that that's not true because I see people at church or in circles or with their family and they talk great and they're so nice and everything's great. And then they go out with a group of friends and they turn into the sailor which there's nothing wrong with that if that's who you are, but I'm just making the point that people change based on who they're around. So first of all, who are you around? Let's talk about that for a second because comparison can be good and it can be bad. Now, comparison is only good in a very healthy way and it's where you are surrounding yourself 
with people that are a higher caliber of person than you, someone who is higher up in their leadership of their own selves. So in order to lead other people, you need to first lead yourself really well. That's why when you have jobs and you see someone who, wow, that person is a phenomenal leader, they probably lead themselves very well. That's just probably how it works. Usually people that prove that they can lead themselves very well, like show up on time at work, do your job, go above and beyond, take on extra opportunities. You don't complain. You are consistent. You're producing. You're doing all the good things, managing yourself, leading yourself. That's usually when it's like, Hey, guess what? We're going to promote you. And then you start leading other people. So when you can prove that you can lead and manage yourself, then you get more responsibility and then you can go and lead other people. So when you're comparing yourself, you should be comparing yourself in a way, not of, okay, we're comparing apples to apples, but really looking at who's around you and thinking, who do I want to compare myself to? It's so easy to compare ourselves to someone lower than us sometimes like, well, geez, I have a way better marriage than those people, or I have way more money than so-and-so, or I'm not nearly as heavy as so-and-so. And it's easy to compare ourselves down to make ourselves feel better, which is a whole conversation in itself. But why not say, well, so-and-so has a better marriage, so we should be more like their marriage or so-and-so has stronger faith. We should do that. We always want to pick and choose who we compare to. Here's who I compare to all the time. I look at people out there that are just totally killing it. Okay. They're just like loving what they're doing. They're loving what they're in. Now, do I know that they actually truly love these things? No, I'm just looking at social media because most of the time, this is what we look at. So what happens is we look at social media and we create this life that we think that somebody lives and we have this like whole idea of their life in our head and how their marriage is and how their fitness is and how their friendships are. And wow, she looks like she has so many friends and so much connection. And she looks like she's just having so much fun and she could be dying inside. So we can't really compare ourselves to other people because we may think like, okay, I can totally compare myself to this person, but you don't even know what they've been through. And I have a really close friend of mine who found herself in the Valley. She climbed her way out of the Valley. I'm so incredibly proud of her for all of the work that she's done. She hit rock bottom. She climbed her way back out. And now she's like, you know, I'm embarrassed about where I am when I see certain people, because I feel like I'm at such a lower place than them. And I said, don't even for a second, let them steal your joy or you compare yourself to them because they don't know where you've been and they don't know how far you've bounced back. They saw you fall, but they don't know how high you've bounced. And so it's okay if you fall, you just need to learn how to bounce twice as high as you fall to help it work for your own good. So we don't want to compare ourselves because we have no idea what someone's actually going through, but you also don't know who someone is called to be. You may not be called to be the person that someone else is. So if we sit there and compare and look at their parenting and their life and their finances and their Instagram and, oh, look at her stories and look at how much fun she has and look at how much money they have, you don't know. You don't know. There are certain people we hang out with where we think you can tell that that person is broke and they're pretending like they're not to just fit in. 
to just seem better, to just prove their worth. And that's not where your worth comes from. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses or having a better thing. You know what? There are some people that I know that have more money than the majority of people I know. And they live a smaller, quieter, more humble life where you would literally never even know how much money that they actually had. I heard something the other day that Warren Buffett still lives in his house that he paid 30 something thousand dollars for. And that's where he lives still. But if you didn't know that that was Warren Buffett, you might be like, oh, who's that guy living in that old house? You know, you just don't know. You, the devil tries to get us to focus on all these other people, point our fingers, look at what they're doing, look at what they're called to do. And oh, look over there. And we're constantly comparing because you know what the devil wins at if you're comparing to someone else? They win, he wins the whole thing because. You literally are now so focused on comparing yourself and talking trash to yourself of, I'm not good enough. I could never do that. I'll never make it. My marriage will never be good. And oh, I'll never be as good as them. And we'll never have what we want. And you're so busy over here doing this. Guess what? You're not focused. Your eye isn't on the prize. You're not focused on your passion, what you were created for, what you were created to do, because now all you're doing is running all these ideas through your head that are just making you believe all these lies that the enemy has told you. And now he's tricked you because now if he can confuse you, the devil is the author of confusion. If he can confuse you, then you're not focused on where you were going to focus to change the world. The only people who change the world are the people crazy enough to think they can, but they're also just the people who believe that God wants them to change the world and has put them in this world for a reason to make some sort of impact. You have gone through specific areas of your life in specific valleys for a reason. You now have experience in those areas to go and mentor and coach and love someone else and help them through the process. That's what we're called to do as brothers and sisters in Christ, right? We're called to do that and to be that person. So if you are going through a trial, share it, be vulnerable. I wasn't sharing my anxiety and my panic disorder that I was having. I started sharing and talking to people and it gave me freedom. It also broke down walls where people felt like they could relate to me and started coming to me about it. And what can I do? And what did you do? And what did you listen to? I have a whole series of a sermon that I listened to that's like six or seven videos long that literally changed my life. And if you want that, all you have to do is go to YouTube. Um, actually, I downloaded the app for Elevation Church and the series is literally called Anxiety Attacks. And the whole series in the app is about that. And it is so good talking to you about fear and anxiety and worry and comparison and all of those things. If social media stresses you out, turn your phone off. I do almost my entire business on social media. I'm very grateful for social media. It gets the word out there. I'm able to connect with people all over the world. I've been able to build a business all over the world, but you know what I don't like? I don't like to sit on social media. So I am actually very rarely ever on social media, believe it or not. I post my value. I love on a few people's stuff and then I get off. I don't scroll on my newsfeed. I don't scroll through stories. I don't compare people that make me feel bad about myself. I unfollow them. You're allowed to do this. You don't have to follow the people that make you angry. I don't understand. So many people are like, yeah, so-and-so, you know, they posted this and, and I hate that they post that. Like, why do you follow them? 
<laughs> why do you follow them? I had a girl get all mad at me for speaking life into people. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Then why are you on my page? If this isn't something for you, then go. And so you don't have to follow certain people that you don't want to follow. If they don't make you feel better, then you should probably unfollow them. And instead of having your, your face in your phone, maybe go put your face in your Bible and pray and journal and spend time with God about who he wants you to be, who he's called you to become, what people he's placed in your life to get you to the next level, not thinking about them, 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 pointing all over the place, comparing, feeling like you're less than, feeling like you're worthless when really you're only feeling like that because you're comparing. So if you are in a group of five people and all of those people are elevating you, they all have great belief. They're all You know what I love? I love being around people like this because they just make me better. When I'm around people not like this, they make me worse. So here's a perfect example. When I'm around people who value and prioritize their faith, they go to Bible studies, they take Sundays off of work to spend with the Lord and their family. They are always going to church. They're leading. They don't just have a take mentality with church, but they have a give mentality. They're there to help grow the church. They're plugged into a ministry. They're serving, they're leading. That's probably going to rub off on you. You're probably going to start to come to church a little more frequent. You're probably going to sign up for that Bible study. If you're around someone who values their marriage and they are scheduling weekly date nights, which I highly recommend you do more on that later. If they are respecting their husband and they're not talking badly about him and they are happy and they're in that honeymoon phase where they're laughing all the time and they're hanging out and they love to be together, that's probably going to make you elevate your marriage a little bit. You're probably going to think twice when you just are roommates and you don't talk for three days and you read your books or you're on your phones, you're on separate edges of the bed and you're not speaking at all to each other, unless it's about the kids. You're probably going to start to have a better marriage. Think if you're someone who is looking to become healthy, if you prioritize your health and you hang out with other people that prioritize their health, when you go out to eat, They're going to get healthy food, which is going to make it easy for you to get healthy food. You're going to say, do you want to go to lunch? And they'll say, yeah, I know the greatest place that has good salads and smoothies. And you'll be like, okay, yeah, let's do it because they're prioritizing their health and that's rubbing off on you. But if you're on the other end of that and the average people that you're spending your time with are on the other side of it, that's going to pull you down. If you're trying to eat healthy and you prioritize your health, but you hang out with someone who doesn't, they're like, oh my gosh, I know the best barbecue place. They have the best cornbread and the best rolls that you could ever imagine. And you would probably go and you'd probably eat four or five rolls and you eat all the cornbread and you're eating all the meat when you said you were going to be a vegetarian and now everything's out the window. And so it's so important who you hang out with. So this is what I want you to do. Aside from really thinking about your emotions and taking your thoughts captive to think of, What am I thinking about? Because this is how it's going to make me feel. And then this is what I'm going to get. What I want you to do is really focus on the people that are around you and take into consideration whether or not you think that they're making you better or making you worse. Now, please do not tell them if they're making you worse. (laughs) Do not tell them that. You don't have to ever tell them. You don't ever have to 
make an, a statement that you're distancing yourself, but over time, you're slowly going to start distancing yourself a little bit and creating that boundary in there. You don't have to hang out with them as much. You don't have to take their phone calls as much. And I want you to start slipping in other people that will bring up your averages. Now, congratulations. The greatest thing, the greatest news that I'm going to give you today is that you don't have to be physically with someone for them to affect your averages. If I am one of your five people, let's say you listen to five awesome podcasts and one of them is mine and the other four are people that are going to elevate your life. They're going to lift you up. You're going to start to have a better life because that's who you're spending the majority of your time with is listening to our thoughts, listening to our ideas, listening to our experiences and what we're telling you to do and pouring life into you and giving you hope and giving you belief, you're going to start to have a better life. So when I found personal development at first and realized that I had all of this potential to grow and it was on YouTube and it was on podcasts for free, I couldn't even believe what I had in my hands that I didn't even know existed that I was just taking for granted. So what I started doing is I started spending every waking moment that I possibly had listening to these guys where I would drive to work every day and felt like they were in my car. I would make dinner and I felt like they were sitting around my island and they were talking to me as I was making dinner. I replaced negative people and worldly people who aren't Christians, who are in it for what's to gain of this world, what they want of this world. I replaced them with people that are strong in their faith, that are strong in their finances, that are strong in their marriages, that are strong in their, in their fitness, that are strong in their friendships. And I'm not saying I replaced like those people are done to me, but I had to look and find people that were going to elevate me to give me the strength to then go elevate them. Because if I'm surrounding myself with the five people all the time, I hope that someone is going to spend time to help me when I am maybe a lower caliber of a person on the scale of life. I want to connect with people that are millionaires. I want to connect with people that are successful. So what you have to do is you have to be willing to give and also take. So you have to be someone who's in the lower end of it, but you also have to be someone at the higher end one day. So comparison will literally rob you of all of your joy, all of your excitement. You'll be so proud of yourself. Think that you're accomplishing so much. You take off your blinder. You look so-and-so is doing it better than you. They did it faster than you. They're doing it in a different way than you. You start questioning how you're doing it. You start questioning what you're doing, questioning why you're here, questioning. Stop. The devil is trying to confuse you. So in the morning, when you pray and you spend time with the Lord, I want you to pray for protection. For, for God to protect you and to surround you with all of this amazingness that is going to protect you from evil, protect you from the devil, protect your brain from letting things come inside of it that it's not supposed to come inside of. And for you to just be able to feel empowered and whole and believe in yourself and to walk hand in hand with the Lord into the path and into the mission that he has called you to do. So stop comparing, stop it right now because it's not going to do anything good for you. So excited. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to give me a rating. I would love to hear your review on our new podcast. So we'll see you tomorrow.